Welcome to Healthy Spirals Yoga Ayurveda Meditation with your host, Marianne Beckman-Berman. Over the next hour, you'll learn from Marianne the secrets of the sister sciences, yoga and Ayurveda. Now, here is Marianne. Hello and welcome to Healthy Spirals Yoga Ayurveda Meditation. I'm happy to have you with me here today. The episode Holistic Hair will feature my beautiful cousin, Trish Kanavi from Holistic Hair by Trish. So if you've ever wondered what a holistic approach to hair means, now is the time to find out. Think of it as holistic, a whole body approach from the products to the process, whether you are getting color or just sticking with your basic cut. So Trish will be joining me in the um, second and third segments today. And the episode, Holistic Hair, stems from conversations that I have regularly with friends, with, um, you know, even fellow coworkers. Just today, one coworker mentioned that she liked my highlights. And I feel, oh my goodness, the first thing I pointed out was I got my hair done to do the um, photo shoot for this show, you know, so it was an opportunity to, to get my hair done. But I mentioned to her that I try not to use these chemicals more than two times a year. And that if we had more holistic and um, hairstylists who use henna, like Trish, you know, we, we just may not have as many of the um, health consequences or even just be exposed to some of the dangers. And many of us, just like my coworker, she never knew that henna was even an option. So when I mentioned, oh goodness, you know, um, I I would not want to be using, you know, the products that you can buy at your local um, stores, you know, on every corner. And I mentioned though that you know between henna and the regular colors, though you do have to just kind of be careful, and it's and it's best to use, you know, an expert's advice if you're you know brand new to it. So having had alopecia areata when I was, oh, let's see, it started when I was just turning 18. And it's something that I, I use the word battle because it's something that I had for 10 years um, up until I was about 28 when I, I no longer had these little bald spots. I would measure them as a quarter, a dime, a nickel size at all different sizes. All right, excuse me. I hope you're not hearing that in the background as um, there's a little um, cat squabble going on. So not the most ideal time, but that's how life is. And we kind of ride the ups and downs and just simply go with the flow. That's what the the yoga, especially the vinyasa yoga classes are wonderful at teaching us. Okay, so Trish will be sharing some of um, her tips and tools and ways that she encourages clients to, you know, foster a healthier lifestyle with 
something that many women, you know, do as often as every four weeks and for many, many years. Okay. So I also just wanted to talk about um, a conversation from last week that I had with Veda Dave, who mentioned, you know, how he uses meditation sometimes as an opportunity. And I use the same thing because once you meditate and you really have kind of tapped into some of that silence and you live with more of this present moment awareness, aware of your thoughts, much much so that you're aware of your actions. So the first or one of the yoga guidelines, Ahimsa, talks about the concept of non-harming. Some translate it as non-violence, but it, it's all about non-harming in your thoughts and in your words and in your deeds. And we've heard that phrase in, in other um, you know, aspects as well, maybe even throughout different um, spiritual traditions. Okay, so that that concept, when you begin to really and truly pay attention to your thoughts, you can't but you can't help but change the words that come out of you. And then when you change those words, it certainly has an um, an a lasting impact on what you do and your actions. So having kind of used that discernment to listen to my thoughts, you know, sometimes, sure, it's easy. And I think that's why a lot of people, you know, use the yoga practice on the mat as an opportunity to practice ahimsa, this this concept of, you know, non-harming, because you find oftentimes that, you know, we are our own worst bullies. Um, when we're in a challenging pose, you know, you begin to, or some of us, <laughs> not, not you necessarily, but you begin to, you know, listen to your thoughts. Um, perhaps even, wow, how long am I going to be here? You know, oh boy, this is tough. Why did I come here? Oh, and, and, and sometimes, you notice that you can't necessarily focus on the breath because you're consumed by all your to-dos, by all the excitement, you know, that you've got planned for the upcoming weekend. So a variety of situations, but that practice, that discipline that happens the longer you're on your mat, you begin to really control the breath rather than just being breathed. Rather, just having those 26,000 breaths happen each and every day without any awareness, unless there's an issue. So when there's an issue with our breath, whether we're gasping for air, whether we um, are congested in our nose and, you know, we can't breathe through one side or another, we usually don't, um, you know, look at, look at that breath. Okay. Outside of um, yoga, of course, right? And um, some of the fitness world and respiratory therapists, of course. Okay. So coming back to that thought, um, another way that I found sometimes, other than just being on the mat, you know, a good opportunity is, for instance, I fell asleep on the couch. 
I think as many of you probably can relate to at one time or another. And oh, sometimes even just those couple of hours on the couch is is so deep. But sleeping on the couch and then waking up, going to my bed, I then the thought popped into my head. This was last Wednesday, mind you, when I had my last show. And the thought was, why did you say 100 days? And this is at 1.30 in the morning. And this is where out of everything I said, out of all the experiences I had the rest of the day, um, you know, even in my life, <laughs> all the people I, I've bumped into, for any of you who've, who've experienced those rambling thoughts at any hour of the day, you know, this one was loud and clear, a hundred. So then it made me think, huh, why did I say a hundred days? And so I, I recalled, okay, so this is the thought that was keeping me up rather than doing my breathing and going right back to bed. I now was consumed by this thought. And so then I realized, you know what? It was because I read an article. I read an article about the um, new superintendent who celebrated um, his first 100 days. So he obviously started earlier than the rest of us um, when the school year started. So I realized, yeah, you know what? It hasn't even been two months. So I said, but you know what? <laughs> it, I guess it feels like 100 days. <laughs> so... Um, so that was one thought that I thought I would share with you because, you know, pay, pay attention. So if you happen to wake up, you know, just like I said, if you're on the couch or if you fall asleep, say, in, in one room and then transition to another and you find yourself fixated on a particular person, on a particular situation, you know, at those wee hours in the morning, it is what we call vata time. So from 2 a.m. to 6 a.m., governed by the space element and the air element. And the energy is much calmer, quieter. And we can all attest to having been out at that time. There are very few vehicles. The darkness. Okay, so some people thrive on that particular energy. You know, they love working the night shift. They like that quiet time. They like when it's less busy, you know, versus all the hustle and bustle of um, what goes on during the daylight hours. Okay, so pay attention. Pay attention to what happens when you have that transition, for instance, you know, and and if you need to, I mean, I I certainly don't dwell upon it for any longer than I need to because I I honor sleep as that is I think um oh the greatest the greatest gift we can give ourselves is uh is a good night's sleep or just a a good rest all right but pay attention also when you're in the car when you're in the shower as often as you can to those thoughts so my guest Trish our grandmothers are actually sisters. And, you know, we reconnected because of a thought that I gave enough energy to. 
So explaining many a times to my students, even when they appear in class, that they're only there because they gave enough energy to their thought of actually coming to class. And we have so many thoughts, so many random thoughts throughout the day, and some we certainly give a lot more um, time and focus to. Others simply come and go, okay? But some of those thoughts that we do give enough time and energy to, we realize, wow, we can actually make that thought manifest. And it's not every thought. <laughs> and we really need to listen to, to those thoughts that we actually do act upon because those are powerful signals that are leading us in the right direction. So the thought of perhaps, you know what, let me go do that hour yoga class. That hour yoga class just once a week makes me feel that much better. I notice a change, you know, might be um, a thought that brings you toward greater health in the long run than some of the other thoughts that come from outside of yourself. You know, and because we know we've we we've all heard messages about what to eat, what not to eat, our exercise, our screen time, you know, the rules I think just keep changing. Um, if you're listening to <laughs> what's going on currently in the Ayurveda world, these rules are are the same. They're basically the guidelines with which to bring about more peace. Because when you have this routine and this regularity and even the simplicity, um, it actually allows you more freedom, more time with which to carry out what it is you would like to. Okay, so the thought that I had that led me to reuniting with my cousin, my second cousin, maybe my my cousin once removed. Is that what the proper term is? You know, started with Clara. Everywhere I went, I was bumping into somebody named Clara. And even where I live, you know, there's a block named Clara somewhere in the neighborhood. And, you know, you can drive in your neighborhood and you're not always noticing every single um, street sign. And other days, things pop into your head and you can't help but notice it. So I finally realized, okay, Aunt Clara, I asked my mother, I said, you know, mom, I can't even recall a picture of my great Aunt Clara. You know, do you have a picture? She went into a storage room and she mentioned that there were a pile of boxes and she went into one box and lo and behold, right on the top, you know, she pulled out some pictures and there was a picture of Aunt Clara reading a book to me um, when I was young. So it must have been 19, I don't know, 71, 72, 73. And it was nice to be able to put a face to what I felt I felt this presence just talking to me, and it was very precious, so much so that in listening to the voice, I actually 
said one Saturday, I can't do that. That's not me. And I felt that I was guided. And this is what happens. I, I went and pulled out a family tree that we have. And I went to the second page. And I went to Aunt Clara. And I went down to her siblings. And then I went down, oh, seven kids. <laughs> and I Googled. I Googled a cousin's name. And I still said to myself, I can't do this. Oh, my goodness. This is not me. And that's how I've learned to discern my voice versus perhaps some of the voice that comes from, you know, guides, my ancestors and the ethers is when I say, I can't do this. You can't do this. So I started to listen to those terms. But lo and behold, this scared me so much so that I picked up the phone. I believe it was a Saturday and I left a message. Oh, our grandmothers, our sisters, you know, my father, my mother. And um, I'm not sure if this is you. I left my number. And within a short amount of time, we were all um, linked together on Facebook. And then within a short amount of time, we connected. And just the power of sometimes reconnecting at a different time, at a different point in space, you know, brings out a whole new level of friendship, of awareness. So when I come back, I'm going to be joined by Trish Canavy, owner of Holistic Hair by Trish. Stay tuned. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Spiral in healthier directions together. Join Marianne Beckman Berman on your mat or in your chair for an hour on Zoom for 10 weeks each season. Classes include Ayurvedic tips, yoga poses, breathing exercises, and meditation. The fall series runs Monday, October 2nd through December 4th. At 8.30 p.m. Eastern, 5.30 Pacific, just $10 each class. Join anytime. Visit HealthySpirals.com to register. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Healthy Spirals Yoga Ayurveda Meditation, located near O'Hare Airport in Des Plaines, Illinois, offers cost-effective, holistic services in person, online, or at your location. From modern-day Ayurvedic pulse assessments, diet and lifestyle counseling, yoga and meditation classes, Healthy Spirals empowers you to make healthier lifestyle choices day by day, season by season. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Healthy Spirals Yoga Ayurveda Meditation. Have a question for Marianne or her guests? 
Join us on the show at 866-472-5791. That's 866-472-5791. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. I'm here with Trish from Holistic Hair with by Trish. She is a hair color specialist, a makeup artist, a Vidal Sassoon master level stylist trained in London, a lover of the outdoors and wildlife. She believes we owe it to the earth to make the best choices, not just for us humans, but for the entire ecosystem. Registered since 1986, she is a specialist in all-around beauty care and spends extra time educating her customers. Her advice encourages simple changes to one's normal routine. She helps guide others on their path to less toxic and choosing healthier lifestyles all around. Trish takes the time to learn about you, your hair type, style, what approach would be best. She uses organic hair, shampoo, and conditioners that she custom blends for your unique needs. Her products are preservative-free, and those who choose color or highlights are often surprised at the low odor and not experiencing any of the stinging or burning that oftentimes accompanies these treatments. The herbal treatments that Trish provides are easy on the scalp as well as the hair and are long-lasting. As she says, no one will know you color or highlight or wait, no one will know your color or highlights came from things like henna or roses, but you and Trish. She is also a freelance artist, having been working in the greater Chicagoland area for nearly 40 years. Very passionate about the natural environment, supporting local original artists. She studied sound production at the recording workshop in Chillicothe, Ohio, and maintains her involvement in the arts in the community around her. Trish comes from a musical background as her mother performed lead vocals in stand-up bass with her three sisters in the Federal Sisters Band. It is Trish's mission to help people recognize how and what we put on and in our bodies can be causing us harm. She has long advocated how skin and hair are good indicators of our overall health and well-being. Her vision is that by caring more about what we allow on and in our bodies, we will help to improve not only ourselves, but the earth and the environment for future generations. So welcome, Trish. Thank you for being here with me today. Hi, Marianne. Thanks for having me. Oh, um, I invited Trish because, you know, very similar to my mission of just advocating healthier lifestyles and having the passion to just want to share it with others. And and she too has just done such tremendous work. I feel that we don't have enough of you in the world, Trish. Okay. So how did you, you know, basically get involved in holistic hair care? So I started professionally in, in 1986 and I worked in a salon called Zazu. So anybody from Zazu, hello, I still love you. Um, but I was having issues um, with chemicals myself and I didn't realize it at the time. Um, I became a hair color specialist early on and I would have a lot of aches and pains in my, in my joints and um, headaches and that sort of thing. 
And I didn't put two and two together for, I would say, probably a good 10 years into my career. Uh, when, I mean, I, I so I, I was breaking free, but at the same time, I was hanging on like we all do because we want to make money. And uh, and so as soon as you make that that turn and you decide, hey, you know what? My health is more important and the environment, as I say, um, I chose better products because I had to do it for my conscious and for my own health. Okay. Oh boy. So you're using a lot of products that um, are more henna based. Yes. I gear for my, hair coloring at least. Yeah. So, so my goal with, with most of my customers is to wean them off of, of whatever else they were using. Um, most of the time it's uh, conventional hair products that contain a lot of chemicals. And that's usually why they're having issues with their scalp and having hair loss and that sort of thing. So I try to wean them away from that. And then I break them into more of an herbal type of a hair color. And then from there, I'm able to then um, get them onto the henna hair colors. Okay. So how long does a transition like that take for somebody? So say if I just got my hair colored with conventional hair color, you know, a month ago, and, and I will admit that a lot of hairstylists now, you know, I guess it's not highlights, maybe low lights, but you know, they don't even go as close to the scalp, for instance, you know, so they've they've right. done measures to minimize things. But no, I I I know completely that um this is not the way to go. And <laughs> I'm not yet ready to go natural. So <laughs> not, I, not yet. Yeah, and and so so the thing is uh it it is a phase, it takes probably I would say a good year most of the time. You can't just decide you're gonna go ahead and do it. Because there, there can be a reaction uh, with the henna on whatever hair color you're using. And, and a lot of times it's not a good reaction, like green or blue. Um, so you're mixing uh, metallic with something else and it, and it creates, you know, not very attractive hair colors. But on some people, they might love it. So um, and I will admit, thing now. Yeah. And I, and I will admit that when I did get my hair done, um, I probably had not done henna so if I got my hair done, gosh, it was at least a couple of months before my last henna. And my stylist luckily is very aware of both products. And because of the henna in my hair, she said that she was going to have to go darker right. than, than what she wanted because of what I already had so in now my did, hair. So did you end up doing a henna in your hair then? And, and like, no, because that's that. what I'm saying. I mean, there's not enough of you in the world. We all need, you know, okay, so, to, to have more henna root jobs. So my goal, for, as far as with my business, my next phase is I want to do online Zooms, just like we are doing right now, and actually do consultations with customers because I will get people literally from two, three hours away that will contact me because they find me on Google. They're searching for what I'm doing and there isn't anybody close by. So then they call me and it's it's pretty difficult, um, you know, having somebody drive this far and then try to make a difference in a short amount of time. So my goal is that I can then start doing more online consultations and then also do more uh, seminars and that sort of thing where I can teach large groups of people and help them to understand the transition. And you can do it yourself at home once you have the knowledge. And so that's my goal. My goal is to help other people learn to do it themselves or with their neighbor or their friend and 
you know, because it's it's not easy to apply. And just like you're saying, that's exactly what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to teach people these ancient techniques. And if they can simply make some of these daily um, changes and adopt them more often, you know, it really is cost effective because I spent so much money. I mean, I, I I don't know how I, yeah. And and this is why I think some people are forced to have to go to to buy the conventional stuff. If I had a video of my stuff right now and I walked around the room and showed you how much products I have, okay, it's crazy. I mean, I'm a girl. I like products. I, you know, I sometimes make bad choices, but we're all spontaneous and we we want that one thing that's going to change our life in that one moment. And so we just consume and consume and and so it is, it's a, it's not just an image thing. It's a mental thing as well. So it's also like learning to accept us for who we are, the beauty that we have, that God gave us and also respecting the environment, which is my biggest thing. Um, because I really do care about every single species going all the way down to the bees and the butterflies and, and the bee, you know, all the animals in nature so what we put in our water supply, I hate to say it, also goes into the earth. And, and that's what this what nature's feeding on. I mean, we get the purified water, which is still bad for us, but they get the worst end of the deal. And then to top it off, actually, you know what, even if a lot of us are drinking cleaner water, you know, not many people have their home, their, their home uh-huh. um, filtered. And so and water's the worst. And water's then what the are we thing. what are we washing our we're using chemicals in the water on top of our chemicals in the hair, chemicals in the shampoo. The only answer is everybody has to stop taking showers yeah. <laughs> and smother their bodies in oil, and then we'd all be healthy. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh goodness. Well, I mean, so, think about it. It's 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 scary. Our water is actually our our worst enemy. I know that there's people out there that are working really hard on improving that and they give them lots of credit. And I wish I could afford a system in my home that was all no reverse osmosis and, you know, the rest of it, because that's pretty much what you need to have healthy hair. All right. Well, you know what, you're putting that on the list. Okay. So this is about, this is, you know, kind of I'm going to start my what I'm training. what I'm helping people with. So as you continue to take some yoga classes, we're going to watch you manifest that that um, vision. Okay, we're going to watch you. We're going to watch you manifest that thought and turn it into action, and and realize it. So when we talk about the chemicals today, it seems as we are so much more aware as a world between labeling. I remember when GMOs were were never labeled. Now, you know, there is so much more awareness, but do you find that um, the the hair industry is safer and there are less harsh chemicals and, you know, toxic odors today? Or are we at the same level? I think or, are you complete, or are you completely out of it? No, I, I I work in the industry and I have a lot of friends in the industry. I, I love it. I, it's so much fun. We have such great people and it truly is a, a really fun industry to be a part of. Um, but I think we're trying as a whole. But until people understand that mass production, pretty much almost of any kind in general, creates 
chemicals that are unnecessary, not unnecessary, meaning because if you mass produce something, then it needs a long shelf life. Right. And holistic and natural products do not have that same shelf life unless it's you know stored properly. And that's another thing people don't understand. So there's a lot of education that needs to be done. And that's where I would like to help is to help people understand that less is better. Learn how to make your own products at home. Learn how to make your own cleaning supplies. Um, you know, buy bulk if you can. Use buy or, orange essential oil and make your own cleaner to clean your floors. Your it, it, so so. There's a lot of things out there that you can do in your own home that'll make the difference. The industry isn't quite there yet. And to anybody, if you are listening from the industry, I love you, <laughs> and um, I do believe that we all need to makes more changes. I really do. And it's a really hard thing to do. I've been doing this for what, 40 years, 40, I'm not going to say how old I am, but for a long time, I started working in a salon when I was 15 years old. I worked in a hair performers in Downers Grove and I just, I loved it. You know, shampoos, sweeping floors, getting lunches for everybody. But even then I was in my mind, the smells and the perms and just the chemicals. I mean, you would actually get high <laughs> at work. And I remember going, wow, this is really cool. I'd walk out of work kind of buzzed because. Wow. The smells, heck, yeah. We didn't know anything the about the intense. inhalants. Mm-hmm. And then, and so you, you recognize it, but at the same time, obviously us hairstylists and nail techs and we're not repelled by it. We're obviously drawn to it because we wouldn't work in that atmosphere if we weren't. Yeah. I'm thinking it's also you have to be open to more of a talkative environment. It's the Vata. So by the way, can I just share with you in our textbook of Ayurveda, this is a complete guide to clinical assessment by Vasant Lad. And it talks about hair. And body hair is a waste product of what we consider asti datu, which is our bone tissue. Wavy, oily, and plentiful hair indicates kapha constitution. So kapha is the earth and water constitution. Straight hair, prematurely gray hair, or a receding hairline all indicate pitta, the fire constitution. The vata hair is curly, kinky, and dry. So the vata hair, that's typically the talkative people, the musicians, the creative people, um, governed by the air and space, space elements, the Vata people have typically the curlier, kinkier, and drier hair. The straight hair, early gray hair, or the receding hairline, the pitta, the fire, and the wavy, the oily, and the thick hair, the kapha. So we can kind of, you know, look at different parts of the body to kind of, you know, get a proportion of their constitution. Um, But we also know that, as Dr. Laud writes, serious illness can result in very dry hair and temporary hair loss. For example, typhoid fever, hypothyroidism are due to low datu agni, which is the kapha. So the datu agni is the tissue fire. And in these conditions, a person gets coarse and scanty hair that easily falls out, particularly over the frontal region. The outer third of the eyebrows is also lost in hypothyroidism. And where shukra datu, so shukra is considered the seventh tissue, the kind of the ultimate tissue, that's the reproductive layer. 
All other tissues need to be in good order before you have proper functioning of this shukra. But where shukra datu, agni is impaired, there can be um, the hypopituitarism as well as complete loss of axillary, pubic, and facial hair. Patchy hair loss occurs in alopecia areata. So I have that part highlighted given that that was something that I had experienced. Okay. So when we come back, Trish, we will talk more about, oh, all things holistic hair. Okay. So stay tuned to Healthy Spirals Yoga Ayurveda Meditation. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Healthy Spirals Yoga Ayurveda Meditation, located near O'Hare Airport in Des Plaines, Illinois, offers cost-effective, holistic services in person, online, or at your location. From modern-day Ayurvedic pulse assessments, diet and lifestyle counseling, yoga and meditation classes, Healthy Spirals empowers you to make healthier lifestyle choices day by day, season by season. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Spiral in healthier directions together. Join Marianne Beckman-Berman on your mat or in your chair for an hour on Zoom for 10 weeks each season. Classes include Ayurvedic tips, yoga poses, breathing exercises, and meditation. The fall series runs Monday, October 2nd through December 4th at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, 5.30 Pacific. Just $10 each class. Join anytime. Visit HealthySpirals.com to register. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Healthy Spirals Yoga Ayurveda Meditation. Have a question for Marianne or her guests? Join us on the show at 866 472 5791. That's 866 472 5791. Now, back to the show. Welcome back with Trish Canavy. She is the owner of Holistic Hair by Trish. So we have been talking about kind of minimizing some of the chemicals that um, oftentimes we end up using in our hair, in our lives, and oftentimes we don't know of other options. So during the break, I asked, I asked my cousin if she was willing to go, you know, to other salons and help train, you know, other stylists, what have you. So can you please reply? Because we've talked about this for years and, and, and literally in the Chicagoland area, you know, I don't know of many holistic st- hairstylists, you well, know, without having to pay an arm and a leg. So. <laughs> Um, yes, absolutely. What I like to teach, that's my goal. That's that's where I'm, I'm headed towards. Um, I would actually like to create a program so that 
people can get their uh, continuing education hours. It might only be one or two, one or two or three, but uh, that'll be another way for me to get into salons because people always like to get credit hours if possible in any way. What I understand though, because in one conversation we had, when you would find yourself renting chairs Mm -hmm. in, in regular salons and other clients would learn, Hey, what is she doing? And yes. then they found out that you're doing it. Yes. yes. It's always an issue. <laughs> yeah. Right? So, well, so really what see, it is, the need is see. there. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, no, go. The need no, is there. So people see what happens, and it happens over and over and over. Other clients notice because, first off, they don't smell anything. And second off, they go, wow, that that girl's hair or that man's hair looks beautiful. It's healthy. It's shiny. They don't, you know, they, it, they look great. I have clients that are in just turning 70. And if you saw them, you would say, hey, they're only 50. And really, it's the, they're not doing the Botox. They're not doing, you know, all this other stuff. They are keeping their hair healthy, shiny, which looks amazing. And they also care. So they're eating healthy as well. So without having to do all these other procedures, just simply by keeping your hair healthy, not, you know, staying away from chemicals and eating a good diet and exercise and fresh air you look great at any age. Yeah. And that's, that's that's where I'm trying to add. The other part is, is just refining because a lot of us do have healthy habits and, and where I find Ayurveda fitting in is, is just helping to kind of refine the habits, even aligning some of our routines with the, with with times that are governed by what we call the vata time, the pitta time, the kapha time. And the more that we can align our meals, our activities, you know, with those um, rhythms of this governed by the sun and the moon. Okay. You know, if anyone's seen the um, tides on the coast, you can really see the effect of um, the moon and water. And we can forget in our everyday life with all these buildings and sidewalks and all this technology that we're mainly water, you know? So that's, that's where from the Ayurvedic perspective, all that you're doing with just helping educate people because like Ayurveda and kind of like holistic care, I think oftentimes it's an afterthought. It's not something that automatically comes to the majority of people's mind because well, we're you have so to have an experience. Like yeah. something has to happen in your life that almost triggers you to look, go into a new direction. And it, we, I wish it was the way it just was that we all. I'm going to say it's our um, Aunt Clara saying hi. <laughs> So in 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 my world, a lot of stuff is oftentimes, you know, happens that's unexplainable. I do want to mention that having connected with my cousin, Trish, I was able to spend the night at her house. And it was wild because she gave me two options. She was going to give me, um, I want to say, the bedroom, or I got to sleep on Aunt Clara's couch. 
So yeah. what a what a wild and crazy opportunity after all these years yes. of having, you know, sat on Aunt Clara's lap to, you know, have not even, you know, I, I think because I'm one of six, you're such, you have a I'm big one family. of six too. Yes. You're one of six. Number four. Which number you are know? you? I'm three. Oh. We have such large families that we couldn't help. You know, we just didn't have the technology and, and we kind of separated. You know, so my dad had always talked about having all, all these cousins and and this whole family, you know, but but with with six kids, five kids here, six kids here, you can see why we weren't all invited to everybody's weddings. But I remember your family, <laughs> I remember your family from um Berwyn from the Fourth of July parties that Uncle uh John would have, the Patrick's. And I don't know if you were there, but yeah, Maybe I can remember you in the pink. I can remember you in the pink dress. So that oh is my, my gosh. I was in a pink dress. Oh, I can just remember playing with, you know, I want to say two little girls. And one of them yeah. had the pink little dress. Yeah, that was back when my mom, she would dress me and I was not very happy about it. <laughs> yeah. So um, Johnny Patrick's is my sister's godfather. And so. Okay. okay. You know, well, yeah. So she died. Marianne died. Um, so, so I, I don't, she was pretty young, I think in her fifties when she passed, yeah, but, so, um, so he raised, he, he raised, um, our cousin by himself. Uh, right. Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. And so you see, this is where, when I look at my dad's side, my dad's side, you know, everybody passed in their seventies. And then on my mom's side, you know, they all go much longer. So I always, I mean, I kind of use the saying that this is why I'm doing what I'm doing, because if I eat and live like my dad, I've got 20 years left. If I eat and live like my mom, I've got, you know, 40 years left. But if I eat and live like I'm learning with Ayurveda and actually, you know, um, do this more often, right? So if I try to balance between, say, my Ayurveda days and my... Oh, falling off the wagon days. I I try to strive for eighty percent balance, you know, and twenty percent. And and as I get older, you know, I I would hope to, and as I incorporate more and more of these routines, I would hope to you know be even further along. Um, but one thing I just wanted to say is because sometimes you know when we don't have all the, the the money to pay for some of all of the products that's out there because boy, they're a lot of money now, you know, from all of the um, anti-aging products that they're trying to sell everybody. And yeah, bless, bless all my friends and everybody who, who have just simply, you know, went natural, you know, think of the peace of mind, how much more time they've now have without having to go to the salons, go to the, you know, sit. Sometimes um, it's an experience as well, though. I do think a lot true. of people really enjoy that time that they have with their stylist. It's, it's you know, you have, a, in some cases, you have a special bond. It's somewhere to go. You can't leave. You're kind <laughs> of trapped. So I think it, for most people, I would say, I'd say 90% enjoy just that experience, but there's other things you can do like deep 
conditioning shine treatments and scalp treatments. And so there's other things you can do so you can still have that experience or just go and have your hair blow dried and styled. And you can still, without having to use all the chemicals every time. Yes. And so I wanted to just also ask, what are you working on right now? You're because you do create your own line of shampoos, transitioning, conditioning, I, conditioners. Yeah, you caught me right. Literally, I'm transitioning because there's only so many people I can help personally that I can sit with and and yeah. so somehow reach a wider audience. And also, I have some of my own special mixes that, of course, I'm not going to share. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But those are the types of things that I will have available on my websites. Okay. And that will that so if you if you kind of follow me, then you, when it happens, you'll you'll be in the right there when it when it happens. But I can't tell you because if I say it, then someone else will hear it and then they'll do it. Okay. Can I ask me. you though, if I if I ask two brands, so in my store I can easily find Vatika. Okay. V-A-T-I-K-A, Vatika Henna. Uh-huh. I've heard I've heard of them. Vatika, okay. Yeah. And then um you can get I get yeah, go ahead. I have it actually downstairs. Venita. Venita, you know, so Venita is oh, it's a henna color. Yes. Oh, so henna color is different. Uh, I I, have I mean henna-based coloring powder. I mean zero percent ammonia. Is it, is it henna? Is it henna? Just the ingredients, henna. Well, they call it henna color, you know, and then that's where, so you have to be careful sometimes. And how, long buy this. You, how long do you leave it on for? That'll tell oh, me. Goodness. If it I'm says gonna... three to four hours, then it's the real henna. If it's, oh, if it's, so if it's something it really... you just mix with hot water and you leave it on for 30 minutes, there's more chemicals than that. Okay. Okay. Well, that's good to know. All right. So if you, yeah. it should, you should be able to leave it on for three to four hours. Yeah. Is there yeah. any particular henna brand that, that you no. would recommend? I mean, I, I am or also it- learning, I'm learning myself, but I, I try to work with companies that are closer to home. So I do like the, um, it's on my website. I get it from, it's from Madison, Wisconsin, basically. Okay. So I also think about delivery and, and production. And so for me, if I'm going to buy something, I want it to have to travel the least amount of distance. And I also, you know, made right there. I know it's very hard to do, um, but that's kind of what I work towards. Because I used to get products that came all the way from Australia. And I did that for a long time. And then after a while, I thought about it. And I'm thinking, hmm, all this stuff being shipped across the sea, the ocean, back and forth. Uh, so that's, I mean, I'm not saying it's still not great products. Of course it is. Um, but my goal is to work with more local and as close to home as possible. Yes. And then I should mention the same thing. Emu. I once had a, um, lovely lotion that I learned had emu oil. Oh yeah. Emu oil. Yeah, but then that just made me feel horrible. Oh, you felt sad? Yes, knowing that I can use all these sesame oils, coconut oil, um, sunflower oil. Um, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Think, oh. But they get that. I don't know if it's a, if it's, I think they get it from the, like the, the skin, right? 
or from, well, the, from the fur or the any fur, case, what you call it. I, I just know oftentimes when you're harvesting any part of it, you know, you're uh, sometimes okay. even to well, harvest so, one part well, of it. This is a good know. thought though. So this yeah. is right, hold that thought. So basically, right. so you feel that way, right? This but is the cognitive dissonance. Totally. Even when you put that. hair color on your hair and you're using, I've got like a list of uh, ingredients, um, ammonia, PPD, I'm not going to say all the names, uh, PTD, uh, uh, quantum 15, uh, resource, and I can't even say the names, um, yeah. but these are, all, a lot of them are carcinogen and yes. they've done studies in, 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 in the laboratories on animals. So here you have it. They ha- you're using ingredients that had to be tested on animals and animals can die from that. So yeah. think about that the next time anybody goes to color their hair. I'm not saying, I mean, there's facts out there that will will say, yes, they are carcinogens. So you wouldn't drink gasoline because you know it could kill you, but slow amounts of chemicals over a long period of time can also do some serious damage. All right. So on that note, uh, we're going to all kind of look for ways that we can foster more holistic opportunities in our life. So stay tuned on Wednesdays, 12 p.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Central on Voice America's Health and Wellness Channel. Thanks for Namaste. Namaste. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Healthy Spirals Yoga Ayurveda Meditation. We hope you've learned how you can lead a spiritually, mentally, and emotionally healthful life. Until next week, namaste. Namaste.